Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. Happy Tuesday. Y'all good? Y'all warm? Oh my goodness. Oh gosh, y'all. Uh, like I said, I recorded yesterday, so when I was I wasn't live yesterday, so I I wasn't um, I, at the time of the recording. I wasn't suffering through the weather that we're suffering through now. Oh my goodness. Uh, but uh, but you gotta love it as much as I hate winter. You just gotta love this snow. I don't know if you ever those of you who watch Tim with Tim live. Um, then you can always know pretty much what the weather is about this side of my face. This is my office window right here. And uh, you can tell her this morning it's so bright from all the snow outside. If sometimes I record at night, pre-record at night, it'll be dark on this side of my face because it's night. Anyway, you don't pay any attention to that, I know, but but I'm aware of those kinds of things. Um, anyway, it's Tim with Tim. We are in Exodus going verse by verse, and we're doing four chapters today, 35, 36, 37, and 38, which sounds like a lot, and it is. But as I've said uh, before, we, we've been here. We, we, we've read this. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I, I hope that you'll engage enough with the text today to at least get a real sense of why it's in God's Word, what God is saying to us, and, and, and why this is important to list this out again, even though it feels like we already read it. Uh, so let's, uh, let, let's jump right in. The first thing I notice here, uh, the importance of this section, again, what we're looking at seems like in, in many ways just a description of the, the tabernacle that they're supposed to build so that God can dwell among them. We got all of these instructions before the golden calf, but that's when they didn't build the tabernacle. They built the calf and that horrible episode of, of, of apostasy that we read about. it, And that's where we've been for, for several chapters now, just the aftermath of the golden calf incident and the apostasy of the people. So now recognize uh, this is the, the, the new opportunity for obedience. And I thank God in my life for all of the second chances, all of the opportunities I got to go back and do what God said do, and I didn't do it because because you know sometimes opportunity only knocks once, you know, and then what they say. But but thank God for those blessed moments when I get a second chance to go back and do what I messed up the first time. We often pray for this, don't we? You know, you feel like you blew it with your kids, and you're just begging God for a second opportunity to be a good dad, to to somehow be a better mom in this season of life, and. We don't always get those those opportunities, but here the people of God get a, a new opportunity for obedience, and 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 I love that. Second, um, I love how it starts. Chapter thirty-five begins with instructions for the Sabbath, which, if you're paying attention, that's exactly where God left off in chapter thirty-one. I mean, that that's where it left off. The the last, you know, when God was given instructions for for what they should do. He ended that with the Sabbath, and then in chapter 35, he begins with the Sabbath. Again, for me, I don't, I don't know how you read that or if that means anything to you, but, but for me, it just highlights the wonderful way in which God just now, we're just picking up where we left off. I mean, you feel like you lost a lot of ground in disobedience, and sometimes we can waste a lot of precious years, you know, um, in the mess of our sin, but still, this opportunity to just go right back where we were and pick up and 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 move forward. It also, you know, often I'll have somebody who say, Pastor Tim, I don't feel like God's speaking to me, and and I often, you know, in that kind of moment as a pastor, I'll ask them, Well, what's the last thing you feel like God said to you? 
You know, what's the last thing you feel like God said to you? Because very, very often we stop hearing from God when we stop obeying God. Uh, obey, uh, hearing sort of hearing from God is contingent upon our willingness to obey. And if your heart is not willing to obey, then your ears aren't going to be able to hear. And so once that spirit of obedience is, is gone, then we often cease hearing from God. And so that's why it's often instructive to say, well, what's the last thing you feel like God said to you? Go back to that, obey, and pick up right there. And, and this is exactly what happens. Chapter 35, we go, we go right back to where God left off in chapter 31, and we pick up with uh, instructions about the Sabbath. From there, uh, we're going to take up an offering. I have to be honest, y'all. I, 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 I'm just, I don't know where they keep pulling out these gold earrings. <laughs> you know, they, they pulled them out for the gold calf. I mean, I mean, how in the world did these people have all these, you know, you just keep passing a hat and they just keep on making an offering. Uh, I'm not making a joke. I think it's funny uh, and also very true. Uh, the way in which everything that is necessary to do God's will is almost always already in our hands, you know? I can remember back in the day in our small church at Woodburn across the street, little bitty old 100-year-old building, and, and we knew we needed to build, and we were dreaming to build. We felt like God wanted us to build, but all of a sudden we found out it was going to cost a million dollars to build a building, and we're like, what? Because we hadn't done a building program in our lifetimes. You, you know, we, we're in a 100-year-old building, and so all of a sudden, like, we need a million dollars, and we look at each other and like, you know, there's a hundred of us, and none of us, you know, would be a millionaire, you know? And so where's that money going to come from? Well, you know what? It was in our pockets. It's the funniest thing that none of us necessarily was a millionaire, but we all gave what we had to give and you put all that together and it turned out to be exactly what we needed to do God's will. <coughs> we had this building paid off. You know, our, our church is debt free. Um, it's just amazing to me how it's already in your hands, you know, uh, I mean, it's just already there. I mean, sometimes we accuse God of not being a good provider, but I promise you, he will always provide exactly what you need today to do what he wants you to do today. And if you don't have it today, it means he don't want you to do it today. Wait till tomorrow when he provides, you know, that's when you step forward, but you don't move till he provides, but when he provides you go, you know? And so I love the fact that they, they just keep taking up offering and somehow they just keep pulling out more gold and pulling out more scarlet thread. Lord, no, they, they can't go to Hobby Lobby. Where are they getting all this stuff, you know? Uh, but it's in their hands. That's the point. It's in their tents. It's in their purse. It's, it's in their bag. They have all of this. It's already there. Just bring it and, and, and give it to God. I love it so much. I love how, uh, what verse is it? Like, is it chapter 36, early part of chapter 36, where they're like, stop giving, stop giving. Woo, stop, stop. We got too much gold. We got too much scarlet thread. Stop giving, man. You know, um, part of, I, I almost said I like to be in a church like that, but you want to know something? I am, man. I, gosh, I'm the most blessed pastor in the world. Woodburn is a church that generous, you know. It, I, I'm not kidding. Uh, I mean, money, I guess you can't have too much money these days. You can always put that in a bank. But, you know, if, you know, if we do a food drive at Woodburn, you know, we'll have, a, we'll have a mountain of food you could see from outer space. And I love Woodburn for that. You know, they just give and give and give. And sometimes we have to say, okay, that family's taken care of. You know, we got that need taken care of. And that's what happens in chapter 36. Hey, the need's taken care of. We got it. Stop giving. Stop bringing stuff right now, y'all. We'll hang on to it. We may need it later, but... Anyway, they, they, have to, uh, they have to close the offering, stop. And, uh, and, and I love the generosity of God's people. Uh, when I read these chapters, what I notice is 
uh, and again, I'm, I have an arts background, and so I'm, I'm drawn into the beauty of this, this tabernacle, the beauty of this, this object, this structure. But I notice that in these chapters, that's not the emphasis. They're not interested in describing a beautiful uh, you know, structure, a beautiful object. None of these descriptions are for the sake of beauty. All of these descriptions are for the sake of obedience. The, the emphasis is not on wealth. Think about how pretty this was. No, the emphasis is on the fact that the women all got together and they sewed this, that they brought the offering that God asked them to bring. Bezalel got busy doing what God had told him to do. Understand, these chapters are not just you know, giving you this mind-numbing detail of, of description of the tabernacle. It's a description of obedience. Notice all of the action words, and the people did this, and Bezalel, he did this, and the women, they did this. and uh, it, it is a, an, an external display of their loyalty now to God. You know, they are obedient, and, and these chapters are, more than anything else, a description of obedience more than they are anything else. And, and, I, and I just don't want you to miss that. Don't get lost in when we're counting lampstands. Uh, it's not so much about the fact that we had that many lampstands. It's the fact that they brought them, they made them out of obedience to God. And uh, I just absolutely think that's the most uh, amazing thing. Uh, I guess I would say in these final chapters of Exodus, the other thing that strikes me is how they are now in, I guess I would call it Advent mode. You know, Christmas, we always celebrate Advent before Christmas. Advent means coming, and in Advent season, we prepare for Jesus to come, you know, God with us. And in many, many ways now, these chapters are beautiful because they describe a people in Advent mode. God has promised to come and live among them, and for a moment, their sin seemed to create such a gulf that that can never be possible. But God, by his mercy and grace and forgiveness, still is going to come and dwell among them. And all of this busyness, this giving, this excitement, this creation, this making, all of this has to do with the people preparing you know, for God to come and dwell among them. And that must have been the most glad and happy thing, especially knowing how, uh, how their sin had at one point made that uh, made that seem impossible. God is good and God is coming to them. And all of these chapters describe their preparation. Uh, tomorrow, chapter 39, we'll slow down a little. Chapter 39, 43 verses. We'll kind of wrap up the end of this and then we'll finish out Exodus the next day with chapter 40, I believe. Listen, one more thing. Uh, I made a mistake the other day. Was that Friday when I said that when Joshua was in the tent of meeting, that was the first time he was mentioned? Okay, okay that was dumb. I, I, was, I was wrong. Edie pointed that out. And Edie, I love you. Edie's sharper than the rest of us, y'all. She get, she's not with us at 10 o'clock. Edie gets up at 5.30 and watches Tim with Tim from the day before. And Edie gets up at 5.30. She takes her prevagen and her mind is so sharp. And so Edie caught my oversight. Sometimes my, my mouth is moving faster than my brain is thinking. Uh, but anyway, I love the fact that Edie caught that. I, I just love that so much. If you ever, if, if I make a mistake like that, if I, if I misread scripture, we're in this together. Uh, don't let me say something that, you know, you know hey, that doesn't sound right. Because uh, I love that. We're in this together. We're reading it together. And Edie, thank you for being sharp. Uh, that was not the first mention of Joshua. I think Moses passed him up and down the mountain several times. <laughs> so we saw him as we passed him up and down Sinai. So there you go. Edie, thank you. Thanks for reading so carefully. And thanks for being so faithful to, uh, to read with us. So you listen, y'all. Stay in, stay in. Don't get out. Stay in, stay warm, and stay in the Word. Uh, read chapter 39 for tomorrow, and I will see you then in the morning, 10 o'clock, Lord willing, uh, for 10 with 10. I love you guys so much. Have a good day.